0: Hello and welcome to Outside Self. My name is Cesar Vega. Today I wanted to talk about lust of the flesh. Jesus set the standard that if you look at a woman lustfully, you have already committed adultery in your heart. That's a pretty high standard. That's a pretty high uh, thing to say. But it makes sense, doesn't it? when we look at a woman or if you're a woman when you look at a man when we look at our our opposite sex and we do it in a way where it's just simply admiring their beauty that's one thing that's okay God created us all and when you think about it Every human being on the planet is related to one another. The only thing that, you know, makes it incest is when the DNA of two people is strikingly similar. For example, brother and sister, mother and son, father and daughter, you know, first cousins, second cousins. But as you get further and further out from the, the similarities. You start to have more differences than similarities. Now it's not considered incest. If we were to take a look at it from a deeper perspective, then we would basically everybody would basically be committing incest because everybody is related it's only incest when the dna is similar strikingly similar so look at another and another person you know with a with a sense of admiration like wow she's pretty or wow he's handsome but that's okay we do that with our own children but when it becomes studying them sizing them up now it's a problem now it's venturing into the area of lust i say it like this if you're going to admire their beauty great but if you are sizing up their booty eh, not great now i understand that some parents do that with their own daughters and sons like, uh, for example, a mother could look at her daughter and say, oh, wow, she's got a little rump. She's got a little bump, you know, and it's a little creepy in my opinion. But listen, you know, there's no malintent behind it, you know, because you got to also look at the heart. And we don't know the hearts of other people. Only God knows the hearts of other people. We can see the fruits of a person's heart. That's about it. can see the fruits now if the if the mother is dressing up her daughter in scandalous clothing and all or letting her daughter do whatever she pleases then it's showing a, a sense of carelessness and it's showing that someone doesn't respect their own selves so they're passing on that disrespect of self to the younger ones so when we have lust issues, I say like this. If you have to see a beautiful woman for more than like a second or two, you're sizing her up. If you have to look at a, at a handsome man for more than a few seconds, you're sizing him up. It's that simple. Why else would you do it? You gotta think about it from the perspective of the flesh. You see, we have to understand and switch between perspectives, not in a sense where we end up living one day in the flesh and living another day in the spirit. No, we should always be led by the spirit. So that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you have to know what the flesh thinks like so that you can anticipate the thoughts and stop them before they come. That's being led by the spirit. Because the spirit is not going to look at a woman or look at a man lustfully. The spirit is going to do everything that's pleasing to God because it is of God. It is from God. So, if you have to look at someone for more than a couple seconds just to size their body up, to look at their curves or look at their muscles or look at their, their booty or whatever, you're sizing them up. The only reason why you would be doing that. Is to see if they are quality material for. Procreation. That's really why the flesh would do it. The body would do it because it's seeing if they're good for procreation. Can I have a child with this person? You see, God created the body with survival in in its instincts. We have a lot of survival instincts. It's amazing. Our bodies, in a way, our bodies have a mind of their own. And it's like we're living with another creature. When you understand that you are the soul, when you understand that you are the immaterial self, that you yourself have a body in other words this knowledge frees you up in a sense because now you know you know where to go you know to turn to God you know that you got to be you know following the spirit you know that you could in this life you can choose darkness or you could choose light but remember the darkness is the absence of light It's not a thing, but rather the absence of a thing. So if you are going to choose darkness, then you are choosing to be without God. You're choosing to turn your way, you know, to turn away from God. You're choosing to turn your back on God. And you don't want to do that. Do you know what hell is? Hell is eternal separation from God. Why would you want that? Look at the way that the world is right now because of disobedience. Because of disobedience, the world is the way it is. Of course, some people are going to disagree and some people are going to say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. The world is the way it is because human beings are imperfect. They're not perfect. And yes. The Bible actually says that we all fall short of the glory of God. So, yes, we're not perfect. There's many things that the Bible points to. In fact, if you look at all the self-help books. There's information in the self-help books all over the world. They're found in the Bible and they're, they're not found in the Bible. They're either rooted in the Bible or they're sacrilegious they're against god not everything that helps you is going to be for god for example the bible says love your neighbor as yourself what if you read a self-help book that said you know do whatever at all costs you know at whatever cost as long as you're happy but that's not loving your neighbor if you think about it that's not loving your neighbor Because what if, in order to make yourself happy, you have to destroy somebody else? As long as I'm happy, right? It's narcissism. But anyway, I'm going a little bit off of a tangent here. I'm going a little bit off topic. Uh, It's the lust of the flesh. We, not to belabor the point, which I know that I tend to do a lot. If you have heard the previous... Podcast, you would know. Do not lust. Do not feed your flesh flesh with with lust. I, for example, I started doing this, disciplining myself, uh, disciplining my flesh. I started doing this. Every time I see a woman, beautiful woman. In the past, I would have sized her up. I would have studied her curves. I would have studied her backside and everything. And if she was dressed in a, in a, in a manner that was very pleasing to me, I would have stayed and I would have looked at her as much as possible in a very creepy way on, on top of that. And I would enjoy it physically. Now, I'm not going to get into more details because, you know, it's, it's already a disturbing topic to talk about, you know, but it's not right. And I don't mind sharing my experience with people if I know that my experiences are going to show people that I am human too. And they're not alone because you're not. We're all. Human beings, and we all experience, you know, these emotions. In fact, if you were to pay attention closely, you would see how similar you are to everybody around you. When you get mad, recognize that, feel, feel that, understand what it feels like, you know, understand your thought patterns. When you get, you know, like horny, understand your thought patterns. Pay attention to your thought patterns, right? Now, anytime that you see somebody else, in a similar situation you already know not their thoughts but a good idea of what their thoughts would probably be like based on your own now everybody is different of course everybody's different some people may have a completely different thought process from your own but it is a good place to start with teachers do this and it's how they're able to instruct children um because they themselves were children at one point and they're able to relate so i say to you to finish off when you look at another person and you're feasting you know on their beauty on their handsomeness and all whatever take a look at your thoughts study your thoughts where are your thoughts going With this, how do you feel with this? If you are simply in admiration and you're just like, God bless and you could dismiss it and not even have to look back. Okay. Then you just admired someone's beauty. But if you have to take second looks and third looks and fourth looks and you start to even go as far as to fantasize about the person, well, I would think I would think twice about that. And listen, with the exception of uh, actually going up to a person and, you know, wanting to you know, know more about them, like if you're attracted because I want to be clear about this, there is attraction, which is very similar, but it's not accompanied by lust. Attraction that is, you know, it is blessed, if you will, is not going to be accompanied by lust, but rather by friendship. Like you are seeking a friendship with this person and you want to be able to have a relationship with this person someday. And maybe you even want to marry her if you want to marry him, you know, whoever you might want to marry them. Yes. Then you would have to be close to God, pray to God talk to God say God you know I don't want to fall into temptation I don't want to fall into lust you know this this person is a very good looking person and I do not want to fall into lust but I do want to one day be able to marry this person and you know maybe that person feels the same you've got to make sure that it's a, a two-way street and that person feels the same way about you as you were about them Otherwise, then you're going to end up in a delusional relationship that ultimately is going to lead to a heartbreak. So always seek first the kingdom of heaven. And all these things will be added unto you. God bless.